nuclear verdicts, and trucking litigation, they're not out of control. They're simply a consequence of the bottom feeders of this industry, and perhaps even the status quo of the industry. I'm Cassandra Gaines. I am a transportation consultant. I used to be a transportation lawyer. I used to litigate cases across the country in our industry, and I used to work for some of the biggest brokers and carriers in-house in the country. What I'm going to teach you today is important because no one's really talking about it. It's the industry's bottom feeders and how they're costing you money. And if you're watching this video, if you're watching this session, you're following freight waves and you're learning, you are not a bottom feeder. But I'm also going to push you because you may still be at status quo. Do not name me mad gains because I do not hold back punches. And I tell you the truth. And I do it because I'm passionate about our industry. I'm one of the most passionate people you will meet. And I have a lot of experiences to share with you. Some of you in this session are going to be surprised by what's going on out there. Some of you aren't. You're going to know. But there's something that all of us could do. So let's first talk about the landscape of jury verdicts and the trucking litigation. FreightWaves has produced a wonderful research uh, paper on the details of what's going on with nuclear verdicts, which is usually defined as a jury verdict over $10 million. Go check out the research paper and look at some of FreightWaves articles about the most recent jury verdicts in this industry. I want you to catch up on this, but I don't want to spend time talking to those because most people who've clicked on this know what's going on. They know that jury verdicts are a problem and they have felt it in their insurance premiums and they want a solution. And many people are angry. Many people see that their insurance premiums are going up. Some of you have been sued yourselves for what you think is ridiculous and it may very well be. And some of you are thinking plaintiff attorneys are greedy. They're the problem. Tort reform. We need tort reform. But none of that is correct. What we really need to do is go to the root cause and look within ourselves and look at what we can do about the bottom feeders. Okay, first, let's define bottom feeders. Okay? It's kind of a Cassandraism. And for those of you who watch my shows and who have followed me, you, you get what I'm getting at here. But for those of you who don't, bottom feeders are those people, companies, sometimes a mentality where someone's being opportunistic and they have a short-term mind frame and they're taking profit and taking advantage at the expense of others. And it goes on quite a bit in this industry and it exists in every sector. That's a driving force. So let's talk about that for just a minute. First, let's talk about the low-hanging fruit, which is the bottom feeders of the carriers. Because a lot of you don't know. You see the jury verdicts, but you don't actually know about the lawsuits that have been filed and the accidents that have actually happened in the industry that don't go to jury. They don't go to trial because there's a lot of them. Some of you defense attorneys and you know what I'm talking about. So the bottom feeders and the bottom feeder mentality, we've got carriers still out there, folks, who are driving drunk, who are killing families for ridiculousness. They're doing stuff in cabs they shouldn't. They're maybe watching porn while they're supposed to be driving and paying attention to the road. They are still on drugs, and they are violating speeding rules, regulations. You guys, I could go on and on. That's bottom feeder conduct, and there's quite a bit of it still. 
What happens is that those bottom feeders are infuriating people in the public who are made up of the jurors. They're infuriating them. Many of us have been run off the road by a truck driver speeding, by a truck driver switching lanes, simply being an asshole. It happens. And I'm telling you the the reality of our situation, and I'm talking about bottom feeders. I'm not talking about every carrier. So let's be clear about that because I defend carriers. There are a lot of them good. But the good ones are paying for the bottom feeders, you guys. So what can we do about bottom feeders? We need to recognize that tort reform is not the answer. We need to recognize that we have a bigger problem with carriers violating the law and carriers who are causing these major accidents and hurting people. When are we going to address that? As a public, we unite and we challenge the bottom feeders. So, for example, on social media just the other day, there was a driver who decided to go live on Facebook and talk about rates while she was driving down the road. And all the other carriers and people were typing, oh my God, you're brilliant, these are great points. Not one person said, Why are you going live on your phone while you're driving? You're not driving a little Prius. You're driving an 80,000 pound truck that could kill people. You should not be on your phone. No one said that. Until we start challenging the bottom feeders to be better, we won't see a change in nuclear verdicts. We won't. Plaintiff attorneys are making so much money off of these low hanging fruit cases where drivers, no shit, were watching porn and slammed into the back of a bunch of people and killed them. These cases are easy. They're making a lot of money, which gives them more funding for those who are following the rules and trying to do a great job and putting safety first because they have deeper pockets sometimes. And this includes small carriers that have been around for a while. You could become targets too of some of the ridiculous lawsuits. But plaintiff attorneys have money to fund this stuff because of the bottom feeder cases. You guys see where I'm going with this. Let's move on to insurance companies. Let's challenge status quo now, okay? Each sector has a bottom feeder. Each sector has a status quo that might be impacting our nuclear verdicts as well. First, let's talk about insurance companies and defense attorneys. Plaintiff attorneys are making quite a bit of money. And they have litigation funding. They have uh, doctors on their staff. They build up cases and they make quite a bit of money. We all know that. Defense attorneys don't. Does everybody know that? Insurance companies that hire defense attorneys are driving the defense attorney's rates down, down, down as much as they can. And then to add on that, they put defense attorneys on these little budgets for each section of the litigation. This isn't every insurance company. You guys know that. I'm trying to educate you on what is going on that you don't know. So each defense attorney only gets a certain amount of time to prep for a deposition, only a certain amount of time to attack a plaintiff attorney's position, and they only get to practice at $150 an hour or $200 an hour. But for an attorney, you guys, that's very, very low. So now we've got attorneys who are working for dirt cheap and unlimited budgets. We have plaintiff attorneys with unlimited budgets and who have investor funding, you guys. You see where I'm going with this? Let's pile this on a little bit more. 
We have insurance companies. Their maximum exposure is the policy limit. So sometimes they can roll the dice. They can say, oh, I don't want to pay $500,000, so I'll roll the dice. I'll pay $50,000 to go to trial and see what the jurors say, even as it blows up in my face and I have $900,000, it was a better shot. So you see where I'm going with this? These companies that are the insureds are looking at the insurance companies like, but what about my company? I mean, I've got assets. I would have to pay for that verdict. So there's another dynamic that's interesting. Let's dig a little deeper because that's what Mad Gaines does. She pokes and prods and brings up the issues to light because awareness means we will change. Insurance adjusters. They're handling about 150, 200, sometimes 250 cases. They barely keeping up with emails and whatnot. So when injured families are wanting money from insurance adjusters of the trucking companies, they're having a hard time getting hold of them sometimes. When defense attorneys need direction, more funding, more money, they're having a hard time getting hold of insurance adjusters, and insurance adjusters are just tired. Imagine that, all that, and going up against plaintiff attorneys with litigation funding, plaintiff attorneys with expensive experts, and plaintiff attorneys who have citizens of this country who are angry at trucking companies. Are you seeing the light now? You seeing the whole picture? Awareness is key. Now let's pivot and let's challenge status quo. First of all, why are bottom feeder carriers still around? How are those carriers operating with the current rates that are being posted? Most carriers can't operate a truck under $2 a mile. They can't operate the truck safely. They can't keep up with their bills. They can't maintain the truck and they can't safely drive within the regulations. So when we see rates in the industry that are lower than $2 a mile, are those bottom feeder rates? Are they attracting high-performing carriers who are safe and who are experienced? Let's push the envelope one more step. Some of you are not going to know what I'm talking about, and you're going to think, no, Cassandra, that's not going on. And I'm here to tell you this stuff goes on. And when you see it, challenge it. I have a client who wants to attract the top experienced carriers in the industry. So he makes his consignees and his shipment locations more appealing to top performing carriers. Instead of pushing them off the property quickly, he attracts them. He wants them to have free parking. He offers them showers and food. Those qualities tend to attract carriers to his business and make them more loyal as vendors. Are other facilities taking this approach or are they encouraging the bottom feeder mentality, pushing carriers off their properties long as, as quickly as possible and having very difficult appointment times where top performing carriers simply can't operate in that environment, only bottom feeder carriers operate. Challenging status quo. When we challenge the status quo, when we address the bottom feeder mentality, we are addressing the verdict issue. 
And that is what we can do every single day. I'm Cassandra Gaines. You can find more information about me at CassandraGaines.com. Reach out to me. Challenge my status quo. Challenge my opinions. Educate me.